0: <laughs> <laughs> Inshallah, ان شاء الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا يوافي هو ويكافئ مزيده يا ربنا لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك انت كما على نفسك سيدنا محمد وعلى سيدنا so last week we were oh, last not last week few days ago we were talking about the uh, the you know the things about backbiting and how it's very harmful for our soul and you know how we should refrain from it at all costs. We talked about the holy ayah of the Qur'an where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us. And none of and none of you guys should be backbiting one another. أَيَحِبُّ أَح- أَيُحِبُّ Would any of you like to eat the flesh of his dead brother? فكريهتمو. Now of course not, right? It's a rhetorical question that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking here. That would you guys like to eat the dead flesh of your brother? Obviously we would not like to. So he's saying ghibah and backbiting is similar to doing something like that. Remember the hadith I told you guys? The two women that came to the Prophet ﷺ, what happened to them? They threw up. Yeah, they felt, they felt like they were very sick, right? So Rasulullah ﷺ said throw up, right? Vomit. Once they vomited, they, they vomited of blood and guts. And Rasulullah said you guys were backbiting. And this is the severity of backbiting. So he continues here. I wasn't able to finish that. So he says, فَقَدْ شَبَهَكَ اللَّهُ بِأَكِلِ فَمَا أجدرك أَنْ تحترز مِنْهَا he says indeed Allah yeah so uh, he says how appropriate is it uh, then for you to be on your guard against such a matter okay من المسلمين أمر لو تفكرت فيه وهو أن إلى نفسك so he says here um, there is such a matter uh, uh, which would stop you from backbiting against Muslims uh, were you to ponder it. Turn to yourself and consider, is there no flaw in you, or apparent or hidden, or are, are you committing any act of disobedience, open or hidden? I'm going to read that one more time so you guys can understand, Right? He says, there is a matter which would stop you from backbiting against Muslims were you to ponder it, right? If we were just to ponder over ourselves, right, and the mistakes and the flaws we have in ourselves, all right, that's what he's saying. That look at yourself first before you start backbiting about other people. He said, "Are you um, turn to yourself and consider: Is there no flaw in you, apparent or hidden? Do we have? We act like we're flawless that we're talking bad about other people, right? Us talking bad about other people is showing that we have a flaw, right? Showing that we we have flaws that we are talking." Uh, uh, wrong about our other Muslim Muslim brothers and sisters, which is not munasib, which is not the uh, the liking of a movement of a a believer to do something like that. Uh, And he says here, uh, and he continues, He says, says, uh, are you committing any act of disobedience, open or hidden? And he says, Now when you have understood this in yourself, if you know this to be so about yourself, if you know this about, to be uh, so about yourself, know also that the person's inability to free himself from what you ascribe to him uh, is the same as your own, and his excuse is the same as yours. Alright? You guys understand what he's saying there? Should I read it one more time? Okay. He says, Now if you have understood that you have... Uh, or you have some type of deficiency inside yourself and you commit sins and you have faults. If you know this to be so about yourself, know also that the other person's inability to free himself from what you have ascribed to him is the same as your own and his excuse is the same as yours. How would you describe that?
1: So sometimes you can't help certain behaviors, and <coughs> the same person might be in the same boat as you. Sorry? Sometimes you can't help certain behaviors of your own, or it's hard for you to get over that behavior. Mm-hmm. So the other person might have the same problem. Yeah, you
0: exactly. Hear. So you, you want to point fingers at him. You want to say stuff about him. Right? But the same excuses that you make for yourself for backbiting, he can do the same thing for himself. Right? He can also make those excuses. Like, nah, dude. Like, it's not even like that, though. You know, like, I'm not backbiting. I'm just saying a few things. Like, no, it is backbiting. Right? We talked about it last week. That Even mentioning something, even making dua for one of your brothers. That is, like, you know, that he's not there. and he might Like, you know, if somebody's not here, I'm like, oh, man i make dua to Allah that Allah guides this person. Automatically, you know, everyone's starting to assume that, okay, what has this guy done? Like, what is it so bad, right? That I love this brother, but you know, Allah guide him, right? So now you're literally opening up his sins, right? In front of the, even though if, consciously you, you think you're not doing it, but in reality, you're actually doing it, right? You're trying to make dua for him, but you're exposing him in a sense, right? Okay, insha'Allah. Now he continues. He says, "فَإِنْ سَتَرَ تَهُ سَتَرَ اللَّهُ سَتَرَ عَلَيْكَ." Remember, I talked about this last week. He says, "Just as you, uh, just as you hate to be shamed, so سَوَكَمَا تَكُرَهُ أَنْ تُفْضَحَ وَتُذْكَرَ عُيُوبُكَ فَهُوَ أَيْدِنَ كَرِهَتْ يَكُرَهُهُ." Just as you hate to be shamed and your faults to be mentioned, so too does he. Right. Imagine, like, you know, we hate when somebody talks about something about us, and right, you know, even if it's like, it's mentioned in front of us, that's something that we don't like, or something that, you know, we have a problem with, and it's mentioned in front of other people, we find it very bad, we're like, oh, what the hell, why is he mentioning that? There's no point of you talking about that in front of other people. Now, he's saying the other brother that you're backbiting about will feel the same way, right? He'll feel the same exact way. Why are you talking about that? Well, there's no reason to mention anything like this about me, right? So that's what he's saying, just because you should, this is what you call empathy, right? It's called empathy, putting yourself in other people's shoes, right? Just how you would not like it if someone is talking bad about you, the person th- that you're talking bad about is not going to like it, right? You should love for your, bro- for your brothers what you love for yourself. That's a hadith, beautiful hadith of the Prophet right? <laughs> then none of you will be a true believer until you love for your brother what you would love for yourself. And of course, would we love uh, for ourselves that other people backbite about us? Is that what we like for ourselves? Absolutely not. And do you think that your brother would like that? Absolutely not. So refrain from it at all costs. He says, <laughs> uh, This is very, very scary. <laughs> he says, If however you disgrace him, Allah will let loose upon you sharp tongues. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, uh, this is my teacher by the uh, fire So, he's saying here that, yeah, so if you have looked at the outward and inward aspects of yourself, yeah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Most High, will shame you in the hereafter in front of all the creation. Imagine this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we want to backbite and we want to talk bad about people and, you know, shame people behind their backs. Imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on that day, when we... Think, when we think Allah is not watching us, this is the biggest uh, misconception of a person that Allah is not watching me. Remember that, uh, that poem I mentioned about Imam Ahmad very, very, t- I mentioned it very, uh, various amount of times. And where he says, What? When my Lord will say to me, Right? Did you not feel shy from disobeying me? Have you had no sharam? Right? You had no like, shame whatsoever? You hid the sin from my creation thinking that nobody was going to watch you. Or that I'm just backbiting or I'm saying this and that. But you brought the sin to me. Right? You brought the sin to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So on that day, right, if we're exposing the faults of other people, if we're going behind people's back, and say, oh, this person has this flaw, he has that flaw, don't, t- don't hang out with this person because this and this and such and such reason, a lot of times it's not even true. And what is not true, what is it called? Slander, slander mm-hmm. right? This ghiba is what? <laughs> that you mention something about your brother, if it's, tr- it's true, but you he know he'll dislike it if you mention it. And you have Bhutan, you have slander, right? You slander people as when, you, when you tell something that is not true about them. So this is what he's saying, you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cover your faults. All right, man said that a Muslim said yum Allah will Whoever covers the faults of a believer or of a Muslim, Allah will cover your faults. On yom kliyama. Right. On the flip side, if you do not do so, he says, "Sallat Allah alaika al-sinatan wa hidadan. You meziquun airdak fi dunya, thumma yafdahuka Allah taala fi alakhir ala ruusil mala." If, however, you disgrace him, Allah will let loose upon you sharp tongues, ruining your honor in this world. Right, ruining your honor in this world. And not only that, then Allah the Most High will shame you in the hereafter in front of all of creation. Uh, imagine that. Like on the plane of Qiyamah, the whole creation of Adam is there till the last person. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is exposing our faults because of the deficiency in ourselves that we cannot lo- uh, leave this, back, uh, this bad habit of backbiting. Right? What was the first hadith we talked about when it came to backbiting? What is it more severe than? Better. 30, uh, adultery, 30, 30 acts of adultery. If somebody does ghibah, someone does backbite, it's worse than 30 acts of adultery. Because now what do you have to do? You have to go seek forgiveness from that person. Right? You can't just go out, Ya Allah, please forgive me, I back. No, no, no. It doesn't work like that. Right? There are conditions for tawbah, and Imam Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala, in his Riyal Salihin, he mentions there's a fourth condition as well. And that is that if you have committed some, uh, a bad at, act against your brother, Right, then what's going to happen? You have to go seek forgiveness from that person. The hadith. Remember that hadith I talked about. It said that it is more <laughs> beloved to Allah that you what the Kaaba that you destroy the Kaaba than you hurt the honor of another Muslim. That you hurt the honor of another, another Muslim. And that has become a common practice in our day and age. That any chance we get, we want to gossip, we want to backbite, we want to do this, we want to do that. So these are the habits that Imam Ghazali is saying here. That if you're a true student of knowledge and a al ilm, you will leave these habits. Right? You will leave these habits and you will not get anywhere near to, uh, and putting yourself in this situation where Allah Subh'anaHu will, will expose your faults. Right? So inshaAllah, let's continue here. He says, وَإِنَّ ضَرْتَ إِلَىٰ ضَاهِرِكَ وَبَاطِنِكَ فَلَمْ تَطَّلِعْ فِيهِمَا عَلَىٰ عَيْبٍ وَنَقْسٍ فِي دِينٍ أَوْ دُنْيَا and not found any flaw or deficiency, neither in religious nor worldly affairs, To know that your ignorance of your own flaws is the vilest type of stupidity, and there is no greater flaw than stupidity. You think that you're so perfect in yourself, right, we think, Alhamdulillah, I have no problem. Remember the third type of talib al we talked about? What were the first two? The first one was, he does everything to attain his akhirah. The second one, right, he knows there's something wrong with his intention, but there's still a chance for tawbah to him. The third one is what? istahwada <speaking in Hebrew> عليهم or istahwada 'alayhi alshayṭān has completely overtaken him. That this is what, if you can see that, oh, I have no flaws whatsoever, I'm completely flawless, I have no problems with myself, and then you're taking that and you're do, using that same, you know, kibir and pride to judge other people, you're the worst person. That's what he's saying, you're the most stupid person, right? That he's saying, you shouldn't even be sitting in this class if you have this type of mindset that you know what, I, I don't care. I'm the best person, right? We are the worst of people. It is mentioned, I told you about (laughs) Mulana Ashraf Rahimullah, very, very famous. He said, I am worse than a dog. Why? Because the dog knows how to obey his master. And we are such that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands are there, yet we do not follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When someone says something about us, like a lot of times what happens in school, right? Because a lot of people are scared of their Islamic identity, Right? So they want to hide the fact that they're Muslim. They want to change their name to Mo, right? or Farid, you want to change your name to Fred. Right? All these different types of things. Right? And subhanAllah, that shows us what? That we fear the creation more than the creator. Right? We fear the creation more in reality than the creator. So leave this out of our mind. Right? Leave these, these sinnings out of our mind. Think, know, understand very well that there are faults that we have. Right? We have a lot of faults in ourselves that we don't realize that we don't ponder over. Right? So sit by yourself, right? Remember, I told you guys before we go to sleep. What should, what should we do, right? مراقبة, right? Monitor your heart, right? Put your put put a blanket over your head. Imagine that you're in the grave, and now all these sins are coming, and now you're going to you're going to meet Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? So, these are something you should be doing, and make that checklist I was talking about, right? Where you check off. What have I done today to please Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala? What have I done to disobey Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala? If I done something to disobey Allah, make istighfar. Rasulullah s.a.w. says, inni la astaghfirullah wa min marra. In other riwayat, uh, 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 The Rasulullah s.a.w. is saying here that by Allah, I make istighfar. I seek Allah's forgiveness and I make tawbah to him more than 70 times a day. And another, other narrations, more than a hundred times a day. And this is the Prophet ﷺ where he has this isma and he has this, he's ma'asum, he's protected from sin. We're not like that. Right? We commit sins on a regular basis that our heart has become completely uh, you know, overtaken by this darkness of sins in right? If we don't make tawbah to Allah, we will be completely numb to sin. And whenever we commit a sin, we won't even think it's a sin. Would we'll it be like, oh, it's fine. I'm just talking, I'm just saying this thing, it's not a big deal, right? I just said this about Fawaz, or I just said this about Nabil, it's not, it's not a problem, right? To you it's not a problem, right? Because now you've become so numb to this. But to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? A hurting another honor of a Muslim is a very, very big deal. And it's going to be, hand- you rather handle it in the dunya than the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because on that day, what was our hadith Manil Muflis? Who's a poor person? Comes on the day of Yomul Qiyamah with a mountain full of good deeds. He did not take care of the rights of his brothers. What happens is, he goes, uh, people come, try to seek their rights. Allah says, take from his good deeds, right? And then his mountain becomes completely depleted. After that, he still needs to take care of the rights of his brothers. But what happens is, the pe- Allah says, all right, take your bad deeds and start putting it on him. And then he leaves with a mountain full of bad deeds. That is a muflis, remember this. Rasulullah describing for you what a muflis and a poor person is. So keep this in mind at all times. Know that we have faults within ourselves. And if we have faults, the first thing, what is the first step to do? If you want to get rid of it? Accept this, right? Accept that you have a fault. Know inside and deep inside that I have a fault within myself, right? But I have too much pride to accept that I have a fault. When we, when we look at other people, and be like you know what you have a problem here you have a problem here that is that same statement when he says when a, uh, you know a person will notice a dust particle in his own in his brother's eye but he won't notice a tree stump in his own eye we have so many problems so many issues and you know today subhanallah this is what media is surrounded by that focusing on flaws of everybody else this celebrity that celebrity this thing that thing you know and that this goes against the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that from the excellence of a person's Islam is that he does not get himself involved in those things which do not concern him. This is what we do all the time. We get involved in things which do not matter. Which we have no matter whatsoever. It doesn't even matter to us. We just want to be involved. Right? We just want the tea. We just want to figure out what's going on. That's it. A mu'min focuses on himself and his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Remember we talked about today like we we're talking about for tazaku and for right don't try to do teskia of yourself right because you think you are something that people will do your teskia that like who, who do you think you are right who do you think you are get off your high horse right so khair inshallah and he says ولو اراد الله تعالى بك خيرا لبصرك بعيوب نفسك فرؤيتك نفسك بعين رضا غايه Right now he says here, if Allah Most High wills will good for you, He will give you the ability to see your faults. Right, know that. If you know, start noticing faults in yourself, know that Allah, this is coming from Allah's Subhanahu Alaihi side. This is coming from Allah's side. This is not just, you know, some, this is from Allah's side. Allah wants you to change. Man right? shibran. Allah mentions the Hadith Qudsi. ilayya Whosoever comes to me a hand span. That's the hand span right there. Accepting that fault inside yourself. This is from Allah. This is that nur from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now getting into that black heart of yours, that penetrating that darkness. And then he says, He says here, looking at yourself with an eye of satisfaction is the height of foolishness and the epitome of ignorance. If however you are truthful and sincere in your opinion, then yeah, so that's what he's saying. Sorry, look at, looking at yourself with an eye of satisfaction. If you look at, if you look in the mirror, right, and you're like Alhamdulillah, like sure, I'm good, right. That's the biggest mistake you can make. That's the biggest, biggest mistake you can make for yourself, right. Now you're proud, right. Same thing, shaitan. Where is this pride? Where is the inception of this pride, shaitan, iblis, right? خير, I'm better than Adam alayhi salam. Right, you created me from fire, Allah. You created him from dirt. Right, this pride that we have when we look at ourselves in front of the mirror. Right, don't look for your physical uh, insecurities. That's the biggest thing. When someone uh, in the mirror, when they look in the mirror, they're like, oh, you know, they look, they look at each other. They look, they're looking for those physical insecurities. Look for the spiritual insecurities that we have. Right, that what is my connection with Allah? Right, I'm like, I have no connection with Allah. How, how do I even describe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Am I able to describe Allah if somebody were to come to me and I'd be like, you know, who is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? Who is this God that you guys talk about? Allah? Allah, right? Remember how I told you guys how Musa alayhi salam described Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? What was the ayat? Right? That the, Firaun asked him, right? That, what was the, what
1: was
0: the ayat before that? He said, um. He said, Firaun is saying, what is this <coughs> Rabbul alameen you're talking about? Right? Who is this Rabbul Alameen you kept mentioning? Right? He says, that my Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know who he is? He's the Lord of the samawats He's the Lord of the skies, Wal Ard and the Earth, and that's what is between them in If you just have this concern, if you just have this Yaqeen and this conviction. Right? The people around him, they're like, Do you hear this guy? Like, do you hear him seriously? Like and then he says, what is he, does he stop right there? He didn't stop right there. Right? He says, What? After that? <laughs> right? He said, Not only that, Allah is the Lord of you and your forefathers. So know who Allah is. Now, famous hadith when that Jew came to Rasulullah said, He tried to strike him with the sword. He said, Who's going to protect you from me now? What did Rasulullah say? All right? Allah. Right? For us, but hold on, my homie's coming. Give me a second. Right? No, he said, No, Allah. Allah is going to protect me. And then because of that, he got paralyzed in fear. Right? So, so this is what he's saying here, that look, notice the faults in yourself. Allah is, what is the hadith I talked about? That what is, Allah, what is pride to Allah? It is His garments. Al-kibriyahu, ridai. Right? It is my garments. Why are you trying to pull out Allah's garment? It doesn't belong to you. That's Allah. All pride is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we say Allahu Akbar, right? Akbar, what does that mean? The greatest. Alright? And he says, if however you are truthful and sincere in your opinion, then show gratitude to Allah. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank you for showing me that what I truly am. Right? What I truly am. I am an, I am an animal. I am a, a complete hayawan. That I am unable to fulfill the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank you Allah for showing me what I am truly, what, what my true colors are. And then he says, "Do not ruin this blessing by slandering others and, and selling their reputations. For that is one of the greatest faults." All right? So, inshallah, I would like from my teacher, you know, I, I should not be sitting here and having this discussion right now. But please come inshallah, give some
1: advice to all of us. What advice? mashallah, <laughs> you are all of them good. The teacher is doing good. Hadith is good advice for you. Hadith se badkar Quran se badkar advice nahi Urdu my English is not that no. good. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> آب if someone has some bad habits, some guna, to say that or have to say that you 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 that you have to have to that you you're not gonna die until you do that guna. Hmm. It's very dangerous. Be careful. Sometimes हम लोग to ने, ने हो जाती है हम लोग उसको oh, you did that. अगर उसने तोबा कर ली है और फिर आपने उसको वो शेम दिलाया तो आपको उस वक्त तक मौत नहीं आएगी जब तक आप उस गुना में hmm. नहीं हो जा। so Be careful about that. ये है जितना हो सके Respect your parents and respect your teacher. Whatever you learn, whatever you learn, whatever you learn, whatever you learn, learn, you learn, ho. you learn, whatever you ho whatever you learn, respect you learn, you learn, you learn, whatever you learn, whatever you you that subjects you learning from same teacher. If you disrespect that teacher, you don't get any benefits. Yeah. Or yeah. agar aap parents ki respect respect krooge, <coughs> to world me kabi aap disrespect nahi dekhoge apne, jisne apni parents ki respect ki. Ye do chiz jo hain na is wakat bahot kam hai. I told them America me bacho ka jo hain na mamlaa esa hai. They are doesn't care anything. Most of them. Jab bhi baat ki jaati hai le aksar hukum ul kul means ke jab bhi baat ki jati hai to aksar jo log karte lot of people mashallah they respect parents they listen to parents they listen to teachers whereas majority is not to isliye aap log mashallah allah ne aapko masjid mein le aaye hain ab duty تو ماشاءاللہ آپ کو اچھی صحبت مل رہی ہے you got good uh, friends friends جو ہوتا ہے بہت important ہوتا ہے friends choose کرنے سے پہلے دیکھو کہ وہ آپ کو فائدہ دیتا ہے یا نقصان فائدہ نقصان مطلب آپ کو good uh, advice دیتا ہے یا bad advice دیتا ہے اس کی صحبت آپ کے لئے اچھی ہے یا بری ہے لیکن جو Oh, he's bad. He's, I don't want to go to him. He's try He's doing it. 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 He's doing the He's He it. He's doing 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 it. He's He's he has a haq. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where is the ayah? Uh, Allah rubbles in the kyakata or hazat uh uh Sri Man alay salamu s ko hudud Hudhud? I'm canimilah.
0: Um
1: what is uh, he uh, choose the punishment Give me reason, otherwise I'm gonna beat you or? Kill you. <laughs> <laughs> if your student doesn't have any reason, then teacher have those prophecies <laughs> Often <laughs> 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 the student can look at It's not mean, I'm just joking. Don't be serious, inshallah. You are good boys, a lot of lizards. I'm very proud, very happy that you have to take it. You have to face it, you have to I'm very proud. I'm very happy that you have young take it. Young pastor, you have to take it. We are here in this country, ambassador in Islam. What is the ambassador's uh, uh, duty? What is the duty? Spread. Spread. And example then, what is <coughs> Prophet Sallallahu Sahaba says to people? Become like me. We am say No. Because we not fix ourselves yet. हम ऐसे saying Muslim. There is no Muslim. Islam. He is very peaceful. Why? Right now, there is a problem. है? If you ask small kids, he doesn't have any peace. If you ask 100-year-old kids, he doesn't peace. peace. Allah be zikr Allah se tatmaein Allah ke zikr mein ab main aapko do misale deta hu agar aap namaz padhte ho namaz ke baad aap kya feel karte ho very light aur movie dekhne ke baad dimag mein stress chal raha tha you see guna aapko stress deta hai aur neki aapko peace deti Allah subhanahu wa taala english isliye is main long time nahi leta aap log baithein gup shup lagaye को sake apne doston ko masjid ki taraf laye we are old people we need from your duas because this young is old your ibadat is more than us mashallah now is go to Masjid. <laughs> you yeah, Mashallah. Allah accepts you guys. Make dua for me and make dua for us. And make dua for your friends too. But not negatively, positively. Always be positive. Oh, you're doing wrong. You're doing wrong. No, no. no. You're doing good. We are Muslim. We are this. Positively. Always positive. Don't be negative. Positivity, jo hai na, better Inshallah. Inshallah. Jazakumullahu khayr.
0: alaikum. And he was saying very, like, very, very, like, important things. Very important topics. He was talking about. He was talking about. First thing is that look, when he talks about respect to the parents, respect to the teachers, it's very, very important to have etiquettes when it comes to learning the knowledge of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. There's a saying. He says, "Adeen." بِلَا أَدَبْ لَا فيه. That having deen, having religion, without having adab and etiquettes لَا فيه. There's no benefit in learning. There's no benefit in learning. Because you need to have the proper etiquettes. In anything you do in life, if you do not adopt the proper etiquettes, you're not going to be able to go ahead in that thing. For example, if you want to play a sport, well, what are the proper etiquettes? Right, you have to make sure, first off, whatever position you're playing, you have to make sure you're in shape for that position. Then after that, you have to go to the conditioning. And after that, there's this and there's that. There's many other things, right? You got to understand the rule book. You got you to understand the, the, the playbook, everything. Then you can finally play. These are the etiquettes. So that's what he's saying. That you guys are here, alhamdulillah. It's a very, very beautiful thing. He was actually very pleased to see all of you guys sitting here, learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in times like this, where, you know, people on a Saturday or Friday night, we're out here just, you know, chilling, having a good time. People are doing their own thing. But subhanAllah, you guys are sitting inside the masjid and learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Right? And the thing is, he says, you guys, if you guys have any friends, right, you guys have any friends even if they are bad friends, right, don't let them go. Don't ever let them go. In the sense that try to engage them to come to the masjid. Because right? like I said, we start off with a like small class. Alhamdulillah, we have so many brothers coming out. Right? And we have bad habits. Even myself, I have bad habits. But it does not matter if we have a friend who has bad habits, we don't put him down. We're not we don't be like, oh okay no what's the call, dude? You're you're a lost cause. It's a wrap for you. Like right? don't we don't do that ever, right? We always give people hope. Just how Allah gives us hope in the Quran that when we commit a sin, Allah will forgive us. La rahmatillah. Don't ever lose hope in the mercy of Allah, right? The same way we should give our friends hope as well. But dude, Allah is not gonna abandon you. Right? Do we know why Surah Duha was revealed in the first place? Surah Duha. The reason why Surah Duha was revealed is when Rasulullah wasallam he got wahi, right? He got the first revelation of the Holy Qur'an. What had happened at that time was that he got very, very scared at the first time. And then after that, there was a period of time where wahi and revelation did not come for a while. And it was mentioned about the Prophet that he was so depressed. He said, like, what did I do? Did I, did I say something? Did I do something to disobey Allah? Where wahi is not coming anymore. And Allah, He swears by the duha time, right? By the daylight time. وَالْضُحَىٰ layli idha مَا وَدَّعَكَ Allah has not abandoned you, right? Allah has not abandoned you, right? And these are words of consolement for the Rasulullah wasallam, And he was also saying about riba. You know how we were just talking about backbiting? He was saying that if a person made غِبَة, right? And let's say if you talked bad about somebody behind their back, and that person has already made tawbah for that sin, right? He's committing a sin and he already made tawbah for it. He's like, before you pass away, you're going to somehow be involved in that sin. Somehow or some way, shape, or form, you're gonna be involved in that sin. Right. Let's say if somebody has a problem of you know cursing or you know whatever and then he makes tawbah for it, he repents to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for it, but you are still going around talking about, oh this guy does this and he says this. He's he, Allah is saying that you're definitely gonna fall into that sin yourself. Right? So these are the things beautiful advices that he gave. Is that reference like in the Quran or in the case? Hadith? It's hadith. Okay. Right? And he's saying, yeah. Uh, so I was going to ask, like, same example, but what if it's someone who's already like, deceased? What about that? Who passed away? Yeah, say like you're backbiting about someone who made Tawbah for what they've done? Yeah, like the, hadith says don't, 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 the hadith says, don't talk about the dead people right, in a bad way. Like, don't talk about the dead. I forgot the Arabic part of the hadith, but it basically says like, we shouldn't talk about the dead at all. Because they're dead. Right? Like, they're, their books have closed. Like, there's no point. Whatever you say or whatever you do, you're just harming yourself. Right? So just like, don't say, do not talk about the dead whatsoever, because it's pointless to you. So, let's continue. So, now we have just finished the, was that the third? That was the third section, which was backbiting. So, this, we have talked about, there's eight disobediences of the tongue that he mentions here. And we have now, after two days of class, finished the third one. Alright? SubhanAllah, you see how much detail he goes in. So, now we're going to start the fourth one. He says, what is the fourth? Diso- so what? Okay, I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask a random person. I want you guys. What's the first disobedience of the tongue he mentions? Brother
1: Sorry.
0: I was saying, what was the first disobedience of the tongue that he mentioned? Uh, lying. Lying. And brother Samir, what was the second one that he mentioned? Uh, breaking a promise. Breaking a promise. And the third one that we just did was? Backbiting. Backbiting. So now we're getting to the fourth one, inshallah. The fourth one is... The fourth thing is actually uh, comprised of like four or five things. Disputation, argumentation, and competitive debate with people. This is the fourth thing that he mentions here. After lying, backbiting, and... I forgot the second one. uh, Breaking a promise. Breaking a promise. Right? Now he gets to the fourth one. Now, disputation, argumentation, competitive debating. Now, here's where he gets into detail. Mashallah, We thought that was detail. No, he's just getting started. So he says, فِيهِ إِذَاءٌ لِلْمُخَاطَبِ وَتَّجْهِيلٌ لَهُ He says, these things entail harming the one being addressed, making him feel ignorant and uh, criticizing him. وَطَاعَلٌ right? These things entailing, uh, uh, entail harming the one being addressed, making you feel ignorant and criticizing, as well as praising oneself and attesting to one's own superior, uh, superiority in both intelligence and knowledge. What happens when we get into an argument? Right? Or we get into an argument about sports, or we get into an argument about something which is so unnecessary. What are we trying to do? You know how we say, I'm just trying to prove my point? What is your point in reality? You're trying to make the other guy feel stupid, right? and you're trying to show him that I have more knowledge than you. Right? Or if we get into a debate, Right? Academic debates are different when it comes to Islam. When it comes to debates of something that, you know, if LeBron is better or Jordan, like, you know, you're just trying to make the other person feel stupid. And it's unnecessary, right? We know Jordan's better. So... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> academic debates mean like, if you're debating like an atheist... Like yeah, kind of like atheist like or like is. if somebody has like another thing about Islam, like, you know, someone's saying something against Islam, <laughs> yeah, you have that right. At that point, is your, you have to do it. Right? Yeah. Obviously, if you have the proper knowledge, though. When you argue with somebody, when you're arguing... When you're, when you're getting into it There's a beautiful hadith of Prophet this per, That person who leaves arguing Even though he knows he's right Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will let him choose From the al ain Whichever one he wants now, See now you're excited huh? <laughs> but, Allah will let you choose One of the maidens of Jannah Whichever maiden of Jannah you want Allah will let you choose If you leave argument Even though the person's right Even if the person is right but You just don't want to harm somebody Or hurt their feelings Okay child No problem وَإِذَا الْجَاهِلُونَ قَالُوا Back in the time, people would walk across the Sahaba, they would say this and that. One beautiful story about Aisha. So one day she was walking with Rasulullah, right? And the uh, the Jews at the time, whenever they had, you know how we say, assalamu alaykum. The Jews in that time would say, assalamu alaikum السلام me may death be upon you. So one day, this Jew, right, came Walking by the Rasulullah صلى الله عليه and he said, "Assalamu alaykum." Assalamu alaykum. May death be upon you. And Rasulullah said, "Wa alaykum." No problem. Wa alaykum. That's it. And the Ayshah she gets furious, right? Because that's not only her husband, but that's the Prophet. So she says, "Wa alayka samma." Wa qadi bAllahu alayk. Wa la huwa adal huwa ad. And then she says, "May death be upon you, and may the curse of Allah be upon you, and may His wrath be upon you, and may Allah prepare for you a terrible abode in Jannah, the worst." Right? You know what Rasulullah's response was? You know what was our response? Be? yeah, that's right. <laughs> Go ahead. That's <laughs> right? my wife. <laughs> that's my <wife>. shorty. <laughs> <That's my laughs> <That's my laughs> right? No, no. What was Rasulullah's response? Ma'hdum, Ya Aisha. Calm down. Take it easy. Rasulullah is showing a beautiful example. Wa alaikum. <laughs> that's all he said is wa alaikum. <laughs> right? If we know that somebody is going to completely, someone who's ignorant, Allah tells Wa idha khattabuhumun If someone ignorant is trying to address you with something that is of no but or some, some body, no problem. Or just leave the conversation, all right? Yeah. And upon you as well, all right? Yeah. So, like, because you said, like, the Jews, uh they say, "Assalamu alaykum." Assalam, Assalamu alaykum. Not to, each other, right? Not to each other. They would say to the Muslims. Oh, to the Muslims. Yeah, they say to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, like, "May I death thought, be upon you." Yeah, I thought it was because, like, they don't, I don't think they believe in akhirah, right? Because... No, I, I mean, death is death, though. Right? Assalamu alaykum death be upon you. So the it's like, why is the Quran the Rasul? He's like, right back at you. Yeah, well, basically, he's like, yeah, he's yeah, right. He, he just said, Wa alaykum. that's yeah. it. Because yeah. right? Allah tells us in the Quran, right? Allah had already made that command. When the, uh, the jahid, the ignorant people, address them, they'd say, salam, no problem. Right? They don't want any problems. We don't want any problems. As Muslims, we should never create the problem. Right? We should never ever start the problem and create the problem and be the means of the problem. We should always try to solve the issue. Right? Someone having an argument. He's getting heated. Try yourself to try your best to leave that. One time a sahabi came to Rasulullah. He said, Ya Rasulullah, awsini. Give me some advice. He said, La taghbab. Don't get mad. Now sahabi was like, That's it, bro. I came from so far. You just told me not to get mad. And you know, and uh-huh. look at the wisdom of Rasulullah. He sees him getting mad as soon as he says that. Right? He says, He mentioned that a few times. Again, he said, "Rasulullah said, La taghbab. Don't get mad. Right? And subhanAllah, you see that even in a, su- such a simple word of the Prophet there's so much wisdom behind it. Because he knew if I say, La this guy's going to get mad. So he's like, alright, don't get mad, bro. Right? Because when anger takes over us, right, we completely, a lot of people are like like, well, I blank out, this and that, right? All this other stuff. Right? This This is a... <laughs> Bro, one day uh, you're gonna get slumped. I promise you. Well, I blank out. I just see completely black. But I no <laughs> right? exactly fighter and see one day you can run into a boxer, MMA fighter. It's a wrap for you, right? Right. So this is what is very, very important when, it's, when he says here. Just leave arguing. There's no argument There's no point of it. And now he continues. He says, ثُمَّ هُوَ لِأَنَّكَ Wait, yeah, uh, yeah so then he in a fool who harmed you and if you have الله and المراء you and he said the Messenger the So he says here moreover these things disturb the clarity and peace in your life Arguing with somebody because you know what's gonna happen you have an argument with somebody, you're gonna go and talk about it with your boys. Like bro, this guy's tripping, man. Right, I cannot but he's right. He, I don't know what he's on, bro. And then you start and then you start falling under the other categories. Then it goes to Liba right? And then lying. Right? Because the thing is thing about us, we cannot narrate a story for our life. There's always something wrong in the story. Even we cannot remember what the other guy said. Bro, I don't know what he said, but he said like this, right? <laughs> we don't know how to narrate a story. So we fall under the other three categories, which is what? Riba, and then what was the thing before that? Breaking a promise, and then whatever the Nine. other one was, Nine. lying. Right. So don't put yourself in that situation. And then he says, um, because if you debate with the fool, he will annoy you. Right. Imagine you're arguing with this guy. And he just, even though you're right, right? You keep, you have got him cornered, but he's like, nah dude, like, I don't, I don't believe that. You're just, you're getting yourself mad for no reason, like, dude, like, what is wrong with you? Like, snap out of it, dude. Get out of (laughs) here. It just happens. So he's saying if you argue with the fool, or if you debate with the fool, he will annoy you. And if you debate with a more intelligent person, he will disdain and detest you. SubhanAllah. He says, Messenger of Allah said, Whoever leaves a quarrel while he is in the wrong, Allah will build him a house on the outskirts of paradise. And whoever leaves a quarrel while he's in the right, Allah will build him a house in the highest parts of Jannah. There's two ahadith here. Not only Allah is giving you a house, but Allah is giving you a house with a wife too. Subhanallah, <laughs> right? He's saying leave argument, if you even if you're right, leave argument, Allah will give you one of the furain. Whichever one you want. And on top of that, Allah, if you Allah is giving you a house, if you leave an argument, even if you know you're right, Allah will give you a house in Jannah too. Like what more do you want, bro? You got you got yourself a furaim and then you got yourself a house? What else do you want, man? Right? SubhanAllah, this is the these are the things that these simple, simple things that he mentioned in his books, if we leave them. How much reward we get? SubhanAllah, right? And he says uh, If you debate uh, The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Yeah, okay So he says here وَلَا يَنْبَغِي أَنْ يَخْدَعَكَ الشَّيْطَانُ وَيَقُولَ لَكَ أَظْهِرِ الْحَقَّ وَلَا تُدَاهِنْ فِيهِ فَإِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ أَبَدًا يَسْتَجِرُ الْحَمْقَ إِلَى الشَّرِّ فِي مَعْرِضِ الْخَيْرِ فَلَا تَكُنْ ضُحْكَةً للشيطان من Alright، he says here، mm-hmm. you should know or you should not allow Satan to deceive you when he says speak the truth clearly and do not dissemble. Uh, dis- uh, Satan is always trying to entice foolish people to evil uh, to e- uh, foolish people to evil by presenting it uh, presenting it to them as goodness. Do not become a laughing stock of shaitan. Right when Shaitan when you argue, Shaitan is literally just laughing at you the whole time. Like, ha, look, I got him under my trap. Right, Shaitan is just laughing at you. So we don't want to give Shaitan that like that opportunity that he can laugh at us. Right. And, uh, he said, yeah, letting him ridicule, ridicule you, making the truth clear is a good thing when done with someone who will accept it from you. Right. If you know you're gonna tell him the truth and this guy doesn't want to hear it, leave it alone. There's no point. There's literally no point. The biggest. Biggest problem? Parents. 100%. I'll tell you personal experience. You're right. You're telling the truth. So, like, oh, no, no. I don't I want to hear this. Like, go away. Right? Uh, especially with my dad, bro. Man, I want you guys to meet my dad. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Awesome guy, but it's <laughs> a tendency. So, he's saying here, this, this is best accomplished by a way of honest, uh, a, a, by, by way of honest sincere counsel and, and not disputation. Right? You're not going to solve anything with arguing. Because at the end of the day, you're still going to have some malice and hatred for one another. We want to leave everything on a clean slate. It is clean slate. In offering such counsel, there is proper form and manner, and it is required gent- gentleness and courtesy. When you're talking to somebody, be very, very kind and very, very gentle with them. Right? The the Quran mentions that Rasulullah, if he was harsh-hearted towards them. What does he say? <coughs> that if you were harsh-hearted towards the people, right, then they would have ran away from every single direction. Right? they wouldn't even be around you. So what does that show? The beautiful character of Prophet ﷺ, that he would not he would tell everybody in the kindest and most gentle manner. Right? That he would sit somebody down and you know he would literally look at you face to face and talk to you. Now when we people try to talk to us, we're on our phones half the time. You're not trying to pay attention to what he has to say. And people get annoyed. People get very, like... We, we may not notice it. Imagine if I'm trying to talk to you, but you're just on your phone. Or if you're trying to talk to me, and I'm on my phone. And I'm like barely paying attention. I'm like, yeah, yeah, do, I get you. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to piss you off. I like, Dude, I'm trying to actually talk to you about something, man. That's why he said. Rasulullah being the busiest person in the world, having the guidance of the Ummah on his shoulders, he would literally look at you. You still eating? <laughs> I'm definitely. Okay, okay. He would literally look at the person and talk to them. Because that... Shows the person that this guy actually cares. This person actually cares. That's a beautiful example of the Prophet Allah, Wasallam. Allah لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولَىٰ أُسْفَةٌ حَسَنًا That surely, definitely, in the life of the Prophet is such a beautiful example for you. From his way, from, you know, talking to people. Everybody loved the Prophet Every single person that would come in contact with the Prophet they would think that the loves him the most. One time a sahabi came to the Prophet Wasallam, and he's like, Ya Rasulullah, who do you love the most? Thinking it was him, right? He's like, Aisha, my wife. And then he's like, oh, <laughs> And then he said, All right, then who, then who? I know it's me next. He said, uh, her father, Abu Bakr? And he said, like, okay, then who? Then Umar? And then he's like, I oh, ya'll, yeah, I don't want to know where I am on the list. But subhanAllah, you see that the way he would treat people, he treat people very equally. There's a beautiful Hadith Prophet that talks about this, right? You know, imagine if you were sitting in a gathering and a random brother walks in and he sits in that corner. You know we're getting sin for this? Because now we're making him feel left out. We're making him feel left out. Or if you're you're a group of brothers sitting together, you see a brother sitting there by himself, and he just feels like out of place. Making another person, a Muslim person or a person in general, feel out of place is a sin on our head. We don't notice it. We don't feel it. We feel numb to it. Right? Because this is the norm. If a person is sitting there, right, and we're all talking and he's just sitting quiet, you can tell he feels uneasy. He just feels out of place. It is our job to make sure he feels in place. Like, bro, come. Right? Join in our conversation. This is the definition of a believer right here. Right? That, uh, what's the hadith? I forgot it off the top of my head. But this is what spreads love amongst one another. Uh That should I not indicate you towards the good. So it's such a good action that if you were to do it, تَحَابَبْتُمْ You will love one another. Say salam. They say salam to somebody, someone sitting in the corner by himself, Salam alaikum brother, how are you? Come on, join in our conversation. That will make him that that one act of yours will make him come to the masjid. I promise you. You have you have someone who feels out of place and he's coming, like, you know, he, he doesn't feel really we we have friends like that. We don't feel very comfortable coming to the masjid, but you feel like, yo, come on, join in our conversation. All right? I promise you, right? He will love coming to the masjid after that because he feels included. This is how you build a community with love and salam. Right, that's it's just salam. It's such a simple thing, right? Oh, you know what? You know what stops us from saying salam? Anybody know? Pride. Our pride. Who am I, why should I go say salam to him? Why is he coming to say salam to me? This is the biggest problem with our desi uncles, bro. They have they always have this problem. Oh, salam Why should I say it to him? It's like no, man. just say salam. Yeah. Do we still like? Do we have the right to say that uh, to our elders though? <laughs> what? I mean, like um. Or are we supposed to give authority to our, own, our elders and say salam to them first in that case? You mean like... I mean, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. No, I'm saying, for you in general, yeah. you should be the first person to go say salam. Because I want, that automatically puts a smile on somebody's face. So, Imagine? Yeah. Sorry, for example, like what you're saying, uh, say you know somebody that doesn't always give salam first. Like i have said right? But they only say salam when you say salam. First. Yeah. So what should you do about that? To so say salam. Okay, no because, problem. you know, it's... If he starts noticing you saying salam every time, you know what he's gonna say first, and then that's where the competition. No, I'm gonna make sure I say salam first, right? So this is what builds and develops good habits, and really good habits. Just say salam. Just say salam in itself is such a beautiful statement. As-salamu alaykum. may peace be upon you. You know, if you put a, you put a, Muslim, a smile on a Muslim by his face, you know how much reward you get. So this is things we need to keep in mind. Leave arguments, arguing is pointless. Leave quarreling; it doesn't make any sense, right? Just make everybody feel included. Right? We're all here together, learning together, having a good time, eating snacks, eating cake, drinking water. Right? Just having a good time, man. This is this what, it's, this what it's about. Islam, you know, a lot of people don't know really, like, they give a misconception of Islam. Islam teaches us not to have fun. No, dude, Islam teaches us to have fun. The Sahaba, you know, is a very funny story. One time, the Sahaba, this is actually where the hukum came in, the ruling came in, that if you laugh in prayer, it breaks your salah. And it breaks your wudu. as One time, the Sahaba, they were praying right and this old man like old like old man right i think he was i don't know if he was blind or not i, I, remember, I remember the hadith right so while he was walking he like fell into a ditch and the Sahaba <laughs> just busted out laughing at Salah, right? all just started, something we would do, right? Imagine some uncle just like, right? So, you know the Sahaba started cracking up and Rasulullah was like, God, go repeat your wudu. But he wasn't like, Astaghfirullah, right? He's like, what, what's wrong with you guys? Like, how could you laugh? Rasulullah was also engaged and he's like, just go make your wudu and come back and repeat your Salah, right? So the, Islam is not teaching you not to have fun, right? Like these uncles that are that, that that come, they're like you know no, just like bro, don't listen to them. I swear, do me a favor and don't listen to them, right? Because they're they're gonna give you a misconception of Islam. No, no, you gotta be sure you, you know, because uh, just yesterday some brothers came up to me. All oh, these uncles are getting mad at me because I was like whispering in the masjid. Like dude, like who are you <laughs> feel so entitled to go tell somebody not to talk in the masjid? Focus on your own ibadah, bro. Stop worrying about other people, right? So this is what Islam is about. Have fun, in in the boundaries of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala right in the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so laughing breaks wudu in salah in salah no no i mean <laughs> laughing it can break wudu if <laughs> you can laugh hard enough <laughs> yeah oh, but <laughs> okay. is, that, is that like all time isn't that like hysterical yeah, yeah. laughing like laughing out loud that yeah time? laughing out loud okay. right okay. Yeah. laughing out loud so, uh, even like the even if like you you if you hear yourself laugh in right. salah you have to you have to break your salah and start it again oh wow but if other people hear you laugh you have to make wudu and repeat your salah again oh, right wow. Like, yeah, so remember, if you hear other people if laugh you, you hear things? yourself laugh like if you like snicker, like you just laugh quietly and you you're the, you only hear yourself like you know if somebody else heard you then you just break your salat and start again but if now other people heard you laugh like bro I heard you laugh then what happens then your salah breaks and you gotta and not only your wudu breaks too well alright so be very mindful of it like if other people hear the giggle <laughs> it depends <laughs> when you say laugh I'm imagining like laughing <laughs> it's like, like very loud no I mean obviously that's gonna break through the salah alright but like, even if it's a giggle that somebody else could hear, it will break your salah and your wudu, right? So be very mindful of that. So anyway, getting back to my initial point here, right? That the Islam does not teach us not to have fun. Just stay in the boundaries of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, right? Stay in the boundaries. Always know that you know whatever fun we have, it should be in conformity with Islam. How, many, how what time is it, bro? So should we stop? Are we, are we done with this? It's yeah. one. We just started the uh, the arguing. Yeah, it's, it's like a I, long, I a we're long done. Actually, no, we're almost done. We are almost right, done. Yeah, Let's man. finish this, inshallah, then whatever questions we have, we'll, we'll save that for them. Alright, inshallah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, getting back to the point, he says, otherwise, it ter- so if in offering such counsel, there is a proper form and manner, and it requires gentleness and courtesy. Otherwise, it turns into humiliation of the other person, and its evil outweighs its good. So and he says, "Woman, خالطة متفقّه العصر غلّب على طلبه الْمِرَاءُ وعسورة عليه الصمت إذا ألقى إليه من السوء أن ذلك هو الفضل وأن القدرة على المجادلة هو الذي به. منهم من الأسب أن سبب عند الله Whoever associates pseudo-jurists of his time will find his nature increasingly dominated by disputation and silence becomes diff- becoming difficult for him. There, this is because corrupt scholars have influenced him to believe that such disputations bears merit and that skill in argumentation and competitive debate is indeed what earns him praise. A lot of times people just want to like argue or debate to make themselves look good. Like, yeah, I'm able to debate. I'm able to say this. I'm able to make this point and make that point. He's unable. He's just been quiet the whole time, right? I don't know the exact translation of pseudo-jurists. What do you guys think of this? P-S-E? Pseudo-jurists? What is pseudo? Fake. Ah,
1: there you go.
0: Fake Fake jurist. right? Why is he mentioning that? Because these people who just learn a little bit, they'll go and start debating with the whole world. Like, oh, I learned this Sahih Hadith. that's it. Right, I learned this. I learned this hadith in Bukhari. I learned this hadith in Muslim. That's it. Right, I'm gonna go tell the whole world, and I'm gonna make sure that I am like I act like a new prophet and tell everybody the right way. Subhanallah. <laughs> right, you don't know anything. Right, you don't know anything. Just because you learned a few hadith, you don't know anything. Start from the basics first. Basics, basics, Arabic, most important thing. To learn from the basics. Inshallah, work your way up there. Right, and then he says. Flee from these scholars as you would from a lion, and know that such disputation is a means of incurring the hatred both of Allah and creation. If you feel like somebody's telling you to argue and go debate and all these other types of things, this person does not mean good for you, right? He does not. So be careful. That, getting back to his first first, first, first point in the introduction, be careful who you take your religion from. Inshallah, everybody got it. Should we stop there? I think it's been like an hour and a half of class now, right? All right.